Yeah, yeah. Help out Lady Stoneheart with getting that shit reinstated. <sighs> Boom, found your connection. Let's move know. on. Thank you. Get out of my face with that shit. Hey, oh, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full sport of the reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, Reading a Storm of Swords. As always, I'm your host, Zach, and sitting here with me is my brother, Nate. I thought I saw a flash on your computer, and it startled me, because no, no, we have bad the, luck with computers. Yeah, just the wavelengths. You're doing a lot of weird pauses. It's freaking me out, man. It's freaking me out. But if you joined us last episode, we were reading Sansa 3. Don't don't look at me like that. Mm-hmm. Fucking that's a loud look, you son of a bitch. And Sansa three was cool. No, it she wasn't. Got, it was terrible. She got married, and it was awful. I hated that chapter. That yeah, it was gross. Year. Uh, this episode though, we're reading Arya five. This is again one of our lost episodes that we are re-recording, and so it's been a hot minute. This was a great chapter. Uh. It was a great episode, so that. sorry if this one comes off wonky, as Last we it's happening. we had left Arya, she was making her way through the Riverlands with the Brotherhood Without Banners, and mainly uh, Harwin, Gendry, Lem, Angai, that crew, and they ended up at Lady Smallwoods, where some revelry was had because they're all lustful, sinful bastards, but Terrible. Arya was given... A dress, which she muddied up as she does, and then she actually felt bad for doing so, because Lady Smallwood's daughter may be fucking dead, for all she knows. Yeah, She's away from her currently. But we and did also had... learn that the Brotherhood is last rumored, or at least Barrick was last rumored, to be down by the Stony Sept. Yeah. Which that's is what we're, Yeah, that's what we're picking up here, <clears throat> is that Stony Sept is the largest town that Arya has ever seen, and Harwin tells her... The Battle of the Bells, the yeah. battle that her father fought here, famously. Yeah. Which is a really cool little story because Robert, Robert got yeah. injured here uh, during the the Rhaegar insurrection. It's very guerrilla warfare. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Robert He's retreated out here, in, like, hid chapel here, was getting this... healed up by some like medics here, and John Connington shows up what to up, bring him the to hand. Fucking... So the this is one of our like he's been mentioned here and there, but I think this is where Martin's probably really starting to. Realize what he wants John Con to be Develop, doing. Develop, yeah, and John so, Con's relationship with Rhaegar and yeah. all that. Yep. So he he comes in to capture Robert and is well on his way. A few named people die who I didn't write down. But their if you look names. to the fucking east, here comes Lord Eddard and Grandfather Tully, and Hoster. And they wrecked the place. They yeah, battle was engaged just... on the streets, in the alleys, even on the rooftops. Like, this was fucking chaotic. This was crazed. And the Septons began to ring the bells so that the small folk would na- know to shut and lock their door, stay the fucking side. Shit's getting whacked. So crazy battles going on. Robert hears bells the bells and is like, oh, I'm fucking getting in this shit. And he slew six de- uh, men that day, inclu- including Miles Mooton, a knight, and Prince Rhaegar's squire. And uh, John yeah. Con himself fled, wound well wounded Hoster, yeah. and uh, also killed the uh, the darling of the Vale, uh, one of the Aarons, which is interesting to me, uh, just because the Aarons and John Con very much so are prevalent players where we're at in right. in heading into the end. So, so I, I wonder if that might well, have yeah, anything to I do. I think it's interesting. I think it might already, and that's up. technically what's led to Harry the heir even being an heir. 
Cause had well, right, this right, right, guy right. Been but I, I'm, I'm wondering so, if uh, you know politically well, it's gonna it come may, up. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, with, John. Con. Well, I was gonna say yeah, right. with John Con coming down from darling. the south, trying to get people to root for Fagon, whichever. Yeah, is he gonna be able to gain gain the support? Yeah, no, I don't think so. And I, I don't know, cause um, he motherfucker's dead. Like John Aaron's dead, and it's Harry the heir who's much more. He's younger, he's of a new generation, where it may be a, yeah, man, Fagon's got the right and, idea. But like, Littlefinger also has his dick in that pot. For so now. For now. It'll be interesting to see that come up, but I for sure think that that will be Yeah, a, so it was uh, really neat issue. seeing John Con brought up here, but Robert attributes the victory to Ned 100%. This yep. is Ned who won this battle for us. We wouldn't have succeeded if it weren't for him that day. And so he's... Because I think Arya was unfamiliar with the the story, so he was a little surprised. But again, similar to Bran with the Mira story, Ned didn't brag about his victories or his stories, stories, didn't talk much about his past and what happened. He wasn't necessarily proud of it. Arya, again, showing her astuteness, picks up on signs of recent battle. Correct that. It's not that he wasn't necessarily proud of his past. It's that it would probably lead to questions that he doesn't doesn't want to answer. Right? Nothing to do with his. Like he's absolutely, I'm sure, proud of his accomplishments and achievements. But but he's not. He wears it like a a, a fucking heavy cloak because he has to lie to everybody, and Ned Stark doesn't like lying to everybody. So it absolutely is that. Just don't fucking bring it up, and I don't have to lie through default essentially. But. It's super big in Ned's character. But Arya, yeah, begins to notice that there was recent battle here as well. And it's just super astute. Just in the, the fact that the gate has been recently repaired. It's fresh boards. And right. she sees the old ones. Like, someone's been here hacking at the Stony Sept as well. A captain of the gate lets them in. And they begin to talk of the huntsmen and the wolves and the mummers that so have that's been looking neat. for food, plunder. That there's just the concept of the huntsmen in in this storyline because I don't know if how much stock Martin how much inspiration Martin drew from other iterations of a huntsman quote unquote right, the fairy tale right or, yeah. and so just that idea of this character in this world and what he's capable of well the brutality and yeah. then we hear the number of dogs that he's running with it also makes me think very much of of Arya and Nymeria with the the pack that he's running around with I just... interestingly enough I, I was I wasn't intending to go there this early it makes me think of the only other place we've seen such depravity which is Slaver's Bay and Danny's shit where like people are being put in yeah, fucking these cages brutal cages yeah. to So I was thinking of uh Varamir with this guy. Maybe this is a maybe the huntsman's some kind of a southern I think I think sort. he's more of a prelude to Ramsey. These are the type of people that are starting to crop up and thrive in this right. environment. Is these savage people who, that are right, brutal? Are more so of maybe a he should pack. be attributed more to to the hound with the huntsman style. Uh, and see, the, the hound is the getting savagery. out of that life though, right? And, and that's what's more... funny. And so all the as he's getting out of it, it's like it's uh, well, people the hound, need to take over we know the mantle. The hound helmet is right. one of our we'll favorite taking, things with Len, and so people are looking to fill that void that he is leaving in his. And so these savage people. People are, right. well, it's how, cool. You know, you hunt with hounds type of thing. Yeah. It's also neat seeing, since I mentioned Varamir, these Southerners that are getting named similar to the the Northern wildlings who are savage animals. Right. They're beasts. They're, they're... Well, yeah, because they, they, that's what they say is that it's wolves and mummers that have been coming looking for food, plunder, or women to rape or the Kingslayer. 
and word is that he slipped right through Edmure, Lord Edmure's hands, and then everyone's kind of like, Lord Edmure, did Hoster die? And they're like, dead or dying, don't fucking matter. No one's seen him. He's right. not making decrees. It's and so Lord Edmure is taking over. He's already viewed. That's very significant. His father's not dead. Lordship has not passed. But, but he's so decrepit He's already, he yeah, people are already beginning to see Edmure as A, the target, and B, the lord of River Run now. He's he's the man. You get Edmure and you've got River Run type of thing. And yeah, the huntsman had taken his dogs out to sniff the Kingslayer out near the Blackwater because, right. you know, he's obviously going to try to make his way back to King's Landing. So Lem points out that Jamie's no fucking use to anyone dead and that the huntsman better well know that as well. Like, And so they, they head in, but the Westerman, uh, or the, the captain tells them that the Westerman raped the huntsman's wife and sister, torched his crops, and kill, uh, ate a bunch of his animals and then butchered the rest just because. Yeah, he's not going to be too worried about any repercussions right. because he got a little brutal with Jamie Lannister. But uh, the, the Brotherhood gets kind of prickly at this immediately, yeah. which is the first sign that there's a... There's something going there's on in the Wiverlands. starting to happen yeah. that our fractures are starting which to come through. Which is interesting to sp- spot right now where the Brotherhood is still fairly united. The, this crew specifically of the Brotherhood. Right, right, right. This because later on you're going to see yeah. things like Lem donning the hat, or a helmet of the Hound, and they're going to be part of the savage group with uh, Lady Stoneheart, who yeah, will be yeah, getting yeah. soon... Um, but they make their th- way through town. It's and fucking blackened shells. Yeah. And trash. And Arya comments on this, but Angai or Harwin, I forget which one, is like, no, it's it's not vacant. They're just shy. Yeah. They're, you know, they, they need to see who's arriving before they decide that they're coming out and it's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She points out, uh, Angai points out some bowmen to her on the roofs defending, and then someone shouts down to Lem, and everybody kind of starts Here's, coming yeah. out. It reminds me of the fucking munchkins from Munchkin. Like, ooh, it's safe, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the market square stands a fountain as well as a few crow cages. So first, the fountain. Because I immediately thought a maiden pool in the fountain that Jamie and Brienne came upon choked with corpses. So there's also the the fountain in Danny's chapter mm-hmm. when she comes up and talking about the water there. Right. Isn't it dried up, that fountain at that time? Because she runs into a fountain in the, the city of Bones or the city of the, in, out in the desert, right, right, right. and that one's all dried up. And so it's... It's interesting now. Well, that's all these well, fountains right. in that are the, in the Riverlands. That that you know either it's tainted with dead women and like right. the, the, the the you know maiden the maiden pool, pool right. as Jamie made the joke, or there's men in crow cages and the water flows freely. It's uh well that, yeah because there's also been instances of the the dead bodies in the rivers and waiting going upstream so that way you're not drinking the fucking. Well, I mean, Corpses especially in Danny's chapters, these this book, it, water equals life right, right now right. to a lot of people, and so to make them sit there and hear it, see it, the trickling right. of water and over not, and, and over, dr- yeah, it's torture in its own mental right. Way. It's, it's just as brutal as the slavers of Slavers Bay and what they do, nailing people up to posts in the sun and making them. So since we're kind of on that anyway, we'll get to them. They get to the cages and see the men in the cages. Yeah, Lam and Tem- Tom, Lem and Tom are immediately like the. What is, is this? this shit? And they and they learn that the huntsman's been caging some of them because they've been raping and pillaging. And they're like, Beric is not okay with this shit. He's for quick served justice. End it. And they're all like you said. They're sitting there listening to the sounds of the water. 
Well, yeah, yeah, right. De- Martin paints this, this scene so so good too with the fountain being there because it hits hard at the end when Angai finally ends their suffering. The only sound is the trickling of the water, yeah. and it's just so well painted. So Arya gives them water. Well, hold on, because the captain calls him. He, he says it was the huntsman who captured these wolves, and Arya goes fucking cold at that because she's like, "They're they're Rob's men and my father's," so it's still that. Yeah, yeah. Ned Stark is the patriarch, but also just that fuck. Arya is starting to have the realization. Again, we often like to call it back to the ending of the show, take it for what it was. But the the fact that the Starks are the Starks, the Northmen are never ever painted as inherently fucking good. Like, right, they're these just are Rob's men doing this shit. Medieval men. Arya yeah. doesn't know about the split between the Freys and the Boltons and all that, obviously, but these are Northmen doing it. It's just as savage, and so it's just that realization of, like, fuck, my people did this or are doing this, have deserved this, but, yeah, she moves closer, drawn to the cages, she takes in the brutality and doesn't really seem too phased by it even though one dude legit just had his dick eaten off because he was the raper and she asks who they were and what they had done and they had killed uh eight people at tumblers falls they wanted the kingslayer but when he wasn't there they did some rape and murder instead and Arya thinks wolves like me are they my pack and she wants to hit them hurt them and then she wants to cry so this is a Fuck, Arya's so, age eludes me at this point, but eight, 11, eight, eight, maybe nine, at ten, this point? Yeah. Maybe t- yeah, I think she's younger than that. Yeah. Nine, ten. Uh, nine, ten-year-old. One, looking at the brutality here, and then two, trying to process it, and we see that there. She wants to fucking hit him, she wants to hurt him, and then she wants to cry, because what the fuck does this mean? What does this say about me? Should I be proud to be a Stark? Should I ever reveal that I'm a Stark? Right. Like, should I go back to that? Maybe Gendry's right, and... When I offered him to serve Rob, that would mean he'd end up in a fucking crow cage right, because right. he'd be off raping bitches. Like, it's just this crisis of identity She's still, in yeah. a in a girl who's already having the ins- most right, in- right. significant identity crisis of the fucking. And land. it's just it's fucking insane. But she, she instead, as you said, gets yes. a cup of wine. Now this is where I things start getting fucking wild on Martin's end. So she gets up and starts giving them all water before they're the put out of their The like, summer. nah, he, nah. They're, they're like, go oh, fuck Lemon and Harwin are yeah. like, yo, fuck you, fuck you. And so she alone. gives them the water. Now, this, this is... This is one of the most qualifying traits for her to be a faceless man. This is exactly what they do in that. It's the mercy. She's giving them the drink of water just before the death. And it's not something that was ever taught to her by a faceless man yet. It's similar to when she saw them, uh, the terrible people, Jack in and Biter and Rorge in the fucking cage and trapped. She was compelled to go. Burning alive in a cage is not the way that anybody should go. Here, let me help you, even though it's risking my life and your terrible yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And so her doing that. Um, There's an argument to be made that, because I obviously have made it known that I'm a fan of Arya maybe losing herself in the assassin and losing the Stark bit of herself. There's obviously the argument to be made that she does have compassion and that it's not fucking her up. But that's not to say She's not it's, fucked up. it's not repressed and hasn't yeah. come out yet because she hasn't had the capabilities of 
using sexuality as a right. weapon, as, you know, understanding a little bit more the intricacies between man and women relationships and how to manipulate, manipulate them. those. Yeah, yeah. And so it's here, right, her instinct is to go and help and heal and provide that mercy. Once she has the tool sets of a trained, skilled assassin, whether or not that's what I think her struggle is absolutely leaning to, is leading to, is the climax of Arya's story is, so, can she walk away from this better yeah, as a person? Along these same veins, uh, the interesting thing that I wrote down here that got me really thinking is we know that in the future, and you had mentioned him earlier, Ramsay Bolton will be marrying uh, quote-unquote Arya Stark. Stark. And she clearly is not okay with this cage people up, cage them up, and keep tor- them, yeah, yeah, and right. torture them. Yeah. No, swift, clean deaths are what are deserved. So, how do you, how much impact do you think that? Because I was thinking of how much more brutal she's going to be now that I consider that's all Ramsey likes to do is torture and fucking keep these people at the very breadth of fucking life, and then bring them back just to keep on doing it. And it's the opposite of what she she stands for by what it looks like, the yeah, way yeah, she, her, her morals are developing. That I do and believe. So I have... For it being particularly her that's being replaced. Oh, right, right, right. And then Arya's going to be pissed at that. Uh, so I think, and I believe there's a theory floating around out there somewhere. And if not, you know, I'm a fucking genius right now off the spot. Fuck but yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is that... Jane Poole is going to, because uh, it's been speculated, rumored. One week since you looked at me. Sure, that too. Confirmed, in quotes, that Jane Poole will be appearing in, or not Jane Poole, sorry, uh, Jane Westerling Jane will Westerling be appearing. Jane in the prologue. And. Supposedly. That opened up a, a very interesting, wide uh, scope for me as far as if she were to get somehow. Out and I believe there's precedence for that for someone rescuing Jane uh, Westerling. Damn it! That Arya would very much so see that as an opportunity, as a face to wear. Now Jane Poole is someone that Arya doesn't forget right off the bat because she remembers right. her right along. Well, Sansa. she was Sansa's best friend. They were attached to the hip up in Winterfell, and so what better person to give the gift of mercy? And then take their face. Right. Because we know, and it's fucking awful, but we know how fucked up Ramsay is to these women. I mean, he made Lady Hornwood eat her fucking fingers. I don't think Arya would kill Jane Poole. I I can see why. I I think if Jane Poole begged for it, she would. And was broken and, and, you know, absolutely. I just feel like that's going to be part of... Theon's redemption thing is because we need if to he, understand if how the faceland thing works for this theory to work. Because do they need to be dead for right, her to take right? Right, which we're not but certain on based on. I show could stuff, absolutely but. see it being Arya who gives Ramsay well, the comeuppance. That I think he that's gets. what it'll be, but I don't know that Jane. My only reasoning for Jane not begging for death is I feel like that's going to be directly tied with Theon, and if he. If he rescues her and she's broken, then he's ultimately failed. He's still, like, just because he gets her out of the situation, if he gets her out too late to where she wants the death, then there. what do you, What else can you possibly do to redeem yourself? What would, what would snap Theon out of it 
more than walking into his master's chamber, seeing Arya Stark cutting his fucking throat. <sighs> That'd be sick. Like, That's gonna be sick. And Arya, and Arya turns to him and says, you're coming with me. You're useful to get out of here. Right. Shut the fuck up and do what I say. That's cool. He's gonna do it. Like, right, so right, I, right. I don't see, I absolutely get the Theon Jane Poole that, but Theon needs something more. There's still gotta be one more push. There's the, of course, the hooded man. Granted, I also have to remember that Theon right now is in Stannis's captivity. That's true too, and not hell, there right? with Jane but, Poole. But so you know, that's, who knows what circumstances? There's, there, there's will... so many moving parts, that, right. and that too. Arya has to move quickly to if she's going to even get be in involved because we don't know where Ramsey, she is. Right. Technically, she could still be over in Bravos and At, and uh, yeah, all the way through. But we digressed hard on that one. Yeah, sorry. I just... but no, I I really like the idea of potentially because that's what I was wondering when she was doing this, and then I started thinking, you know. Well, he tortures, and he's torturing somebody that's pretending to be her, forced to pretend right, to be right, her. Right, right, right. So he absolutely this, belongs all on this her list. Is just, yeah. I feel like she's going to fuck his life up. I hope so. And so, anyway. yeah, Harwin and Gendry help her up, and she begins pouring the water. A crowd begins to gather as she serves two others. Yeah, and, and this is where Angai and Lem are like, this is not okay with Beric. This ends now and puts each one out of their misery and puts arrows through their chins. And, and... Arya just thinks Valar And again, obviously, to add that little bit onto my, my statements there, that she's just already prepping to become a faceless man with all these things. So it makes me wonder that Jacken had already always known from the moment he met her that she's capable of filling this role that we need. Yeah, for sure. And so, she's yeah, he's, the... I, I, it makes me think that Jackin isn't as, you know, as crazy in tune with everything that he's more of for the house of black and white. He's their Yorin. He's yeah, their yeah, recruiter. Yeah. He goes out and finds these particulars and, and pulls them in. But yeah, who knows? Uh, so they end up heading over to a ramshackle, but it'll make do in and, <sighs> Even though uh, the innkeeper begins fussing over all of them and invites them in, and yes, even though Arya had to... bathed twice at Acorn Hill, this is my next big divergence. My only other one. She still gets what's up before this one. No, right here, this part that you just started breezing through, as she's bringing everyone to, into the inn. Yeah, she tells Lem, "I see you're still wearing that filthy." Gross yellow cloak. If you cloak. were to wash it out. If you were to wash it out. Wash you, the piss out. Then it would be as white as snow and everybody would guard. know that you're actually a Kingsguard. And one of my favorite theories is Lon Mouth, friend of Rhaegar, Kingsguard member, feeling ashamed at lack of being able to assist or betrayed or whatever the case may be. And is actually Lem Lemon Cloak wearing his old dyed Kingsguard cloak. So I think that that was Martin's sneaky. Now I didn't come up with that shit and find that myself. I just have read it a million times because I love the idea. Uh, I'm less familiar with this one, but I why would Richard Lawnmouth end up serving Lady Stoneheart? So he, because he went out to assist with finding Rhaegar, uh, went with Rhaegar to find Lyanna right. after the night of Lyanna. And so he was privy to their relationship and that she was dope as fuck. And so when he forewent his Kingsguard stuff to save his life, hmm. he was still cool with uh, Lyanna and Rhaegar. And so here's Mama Lyanna fucking seeking vengeance throughout the Riverlands where he's been getting a bit more savage because he's donned the, the Hound's Helm and has taken that persona on. So I think it fits in there somehow. 
Uh, the wife of the man who was alongside the man who led the rebellion that got his buddy killed. But that his best buddy was in love with the daughter of, or the sister of. The sister of, but... Best, f- and so... That, how does, the fuck does that translate to this undead crazy woman? Well, what's Catelyn's... What's her, her motives right now is that what we would have to figure out to be able to even discuss Could that, have. to know why he's aligned with her, whether it's we want to get not just the Starks in power, because why would we want to do that? Maybe he's aware of some, some Stark lineage, or maybe they... Because if that... Because that goes along with the GNC, I believe, where there's the the will written by Rob that would then state that John, John is now, yeah. and if he's aware that Liana and Rhaegar were the parents, Lem Lemoncloak here might be privy to that information. Then of course he's gonna want to get fucking Rhaegar's boy back in power. Yeah, yeah. Help out Lady Stoneheart with getting that shit reinstated. <sighs> Boom, found your connection. Let's move know. on. Thank you. Get out of my face with that shit. <laughs> so. Arya, even though she had bathed twice at Acorn Hill and tells them that, it does not save her from being scrubbed and dressed up like one of Sansa's dolls. Interesting. Uh, just, again, those comparisons of the dressers, dresses and finer things immediately yeah. to Sansa. So speaking of Sansa and dresses and finer things, I had flipped over my notebook and got myself confused thinking I was looking at Arya notes, and just the very last word at the bottom says, whores. Uh yeah, close, because in the common room, right. all dressed up, she recalls Sirio's trick of looking and seeing what was actually there. Sirio, my boy! So she begins seeing lots of serving girls, way too many for a normal tavern, and then lots of men, though none of them linger, and they all kind of go off in pairs. So she turns to Gendry conspiratorially, and she's like, I bet this is a brothel. I think this is a brothel. And he's like, you don't know what the fuck a brothel is. But I'm pretty sure this is one. I'm pretty sure I know. And he says, getting red, that if this is a brothel, it's no place for a highborn lady. And then a serving girl sits beside Gendry and reveals that King Robert loved to fuck her mother when he was here. And he liked my ma the best. So I'm probably his daughter. Sup, I'm a princess. And Arya's like, you're not a fucking princess. Shut the fuck up. Arya thinks the girl does have the king's coal black hair, but that doesn't mean anything. Gendry has the same hair. Awesome. Lots of people have black hair. So I'm pretty sure at this point it's already, like, we know for a fact based on that and, like, all the the different things there. And so I just love Martin putting this, this little... I, I don't even want to call it an Easter egg, but Arya not recognizing, even though she's openly stating the exact thing. Like, no, because, no, yeah, she has the same hair, but that could mean anything. Gendry has the king's hair. Lost. What? Uh, also, this probably is one of his... Races. I was thinking that. I was thinking that 100% uh, that this is actually likely. You know, very much so. Because I was thinking about that when Which she... Which makes it... Even grosser. Right. When she a... starts right now, she starts hitting Well, her Gendry. name is Bella because she, you know, Battle of the Bells, Robert was all fucking horned up, so he really gave it to right. her mother. Ugh. Right and, about the right age, right. most likely. And so she was named Bella for the Battle of the Bells, so she offers to ring Gendry's bell a little bit. And he gets upset about that and storms the fuck off. <laughs> and I like it. She immediately, she's like, he doesn't like girls. like. And she's like, no, he likes polishing his helmet. Yeah. Which, 
and hitting and hitting, hitting with hammers. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "Oh, okay." So the girl immediately goes over. And but has yeah, that fun moment with Jack was lucky. made a little weirder because I had considered, "What if she, if she they're siblings? They're very yeah. likely half siblings." Yeah. So Arya sips her watered down wine and just watches, and kind of ruminates that across the square. Men swayed in cages, rotting. But inside the peach, which is the name of the inn, of course it is. Everyone was jolly, and thinks Arya thinks that they're all laughing a little bit too hard. So she's picking up on the the stress. Well, that's that. The, yeah, yeah, that's that that adult forced fucking laughter of like I'm laughing way hard. Like they're having but a good time. But she's doing it. She's aware that they're all aware that there's some shit that just went right. down. There's gonna be something that happens because of this. Orders were defied. The huntsmen ordered them up there. These men are directly under Lord Beric Dondarrion. Like, something's got to give here. And ha, 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 yeah, ale is fun, and I'm going to go get laid because of a whore. And she debates running off again, but no, she'll be caught because Harwin's a badass. And as the night grows late, she sees Lem and Harwin talking to the innkeep. Yeah, about the, the release of Jaime Lannister. She hears the recounting of Catelyn Stark and this other wench coming in and freeing him, and it it's blowing Arya's fucking mind because yeah, she's yeah. she doesn't comprehend in what world her mother would ever release Jaime Lannister. That just doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, also, the innkeeper's name is Tansy. Yes. Yeah, uh, liked that, but um, yeah, she. Thinks it's not true. She feels, again, sad, angry, and lonely all at once now. Poor girl. Then a gross old man sits down. Tries asking her name and all sorts of gross shit before, for half a heartbeat, she forgets who she's supposed to be. And that is the most telling. That's That's the response to all this Stark shit getting thrown in her face, that these wolves are terrible people and... Her mother just freed Jamie Lannister. What the fuck is going right, and she's on? She's got this guy kind of attacking at her. And if she, you've watched so Paul like, Burnham's new special, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Like she, Arya just is, she wants to act like a wolf and snap at him, but I don't. Do am I a wolf? Do, am I them? And then like just now hearing that her mother re- did all that, releasing Jamie Lannister, she's like that. Is that who I am? Am I one of those people? Uh, that, uh, do I belong in a cage out there right now? Like, what is... Gendry steps uh. in, saves her by saying that she's his sister, and tells the old man to leave, and he does. And Arya asks why he said that. He's not her brother, and he gets fucking pissed at this. Ooh, I bumped the microphone. You son of a bitch. Wow. You motherfucking asshole. So I think that the reason she gets <laughs> so offended here is, and we've mentioned it in the past, that there's... A, while she might not recognize it, something of an attraction to him um, in that defensive... I don't see any defensive in this. I think it's pure curiosity of, like... Oh, why did you Why did Right, you like, like, you could have just said, like, come off it, get the fuck out of here. Like, why'd you name me, like, your sister to save me? That's a... That's an interesting one. Like, I, I feel it's purely innocent. I don't see it as a... I mean, maybe... There's a, an attraction, but to me but... it was more not not even defensive. Just a why my sister though? Right, like, right, I don't, yeah. I you couldn't have said like I don't know my I, anything else that doesn't make them related type thing. I and think then, is all I mean, it was like, for yeah the. But I guess that's just me being a the, fucking gross man. The 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 the, the yeah. I mean, well, then Gendry gets super angry. Says, of course, he's too lowborn to be your brother. Tells her to go away so he can drink in peace and maybe uh, 
he'll go get Bella and ring her Bella timer too. And then, yeah, she whirls and leaves. Like, obviously Gendry is <laughs> having some feelings here. Right. And it's interesting enough that he basically threatens her with Bella. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, like, uh, that's obviously one of the biggest things for their romantic interest, I would say, is that, like, clearly here, Gendry's got some conflicting feelings about what's going on with yeah. Arya. And Arya may as well. I, I, don't, well, I, I don't know that it, she does just yet, though, because she well, is she still can't, fairly well, young, she can't, and so let's you know, understand what, what yeah, right, there that. might be feelings for, but... And so she does leave him and think he's just a stupid bastards yeah. boy. They oh, kind of, well. and they, they go to bed, basically, She goes that to point. bed, which is, yeah, just one big yeah. bed in a room. And, and everybody kind of leads into there throughout the night and ends up there She in the climbs in, says her prayers, mixes up the order to remember the, each yes. and every one and what they had done, which I love. Which is her little prayer. And she night. thinks that maybe some of them are already dead and rotting in cages. And then she dreams of wolves stalking through wet woods. She's fierce and strong and swift, everything that she was just not. And her pack is around her. She knew nothing of fear. And they take down a horse, and when the moon broke, she threw back her head and fucking howled. So, yeah, I mean, literally everything that she is not in life. Strong, swift, and fierce right now, because right now she's going through some shit. Yeah. And she has her pack. Like, it's just such a good reflection. And Nymeria's killing it and gathering that pack. And so she awakes to the sound of barking, braying dogs, even though all the others are asleep around her. She goes over to the window. And below in the square, the dogs are barking and running in circles, a whole pack of them. And yep. a dozen riders sit on horses watching as the town folk empty, or the townsman empties out the fat man's cage, and the dogs immediately rip him apart. Just to make room to sho- shove a bigger man in there. Um, it blows my mind how many fucking dogs there are in this courtyard. Because yeah. I think they said like 80 or something like that, which is a big number of fucking dogs. Uh, one of the riders laughs and says, here's your new castle, you bloody Lannister bastard, which is funny because, as we know... He hates the fucking Lannisters. Right. So, a prisoner sits sullen, wrist tied as the townsman threw dung at him, but he gave no reaction and they just continue joking, saying they're going to spend his Lannister gold and they'll send what's left to him of him to his brother, though we doubt he'll know you. And again, this is Martin leaning heavy-handed, but then also being like, eh, on the sly here, there's there's a little bit. Right, because it makes it seem like it. they've got Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Like, We're going to send it to Tyrion, and he's not. you're not going to be recognizable. And, like, and so, obviously... Full spoiler, so if you didn't know that before, we said it. Shouldn't be here. Your fault. It's the Hound, and they're going to send it to the mountain. Wouldn't give a flying fuck. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. But, no. Um, yeah, because she goes and, uh, Arya goes and wakes everybody well, up. Well, the others wake up. Gendry and Tom come up beside her, and Tom immediately asks Lem where Greenwood is. And he's off with a girl, and he says, best find him. Greenbeard? Green. Green something. Greenbeard. Yeah, not Greenwood. Jesus. Whatever. Greenbeard. Yeah. Best find him. The archer, too. The huntsman's back with another man for the cages. And uh, Arya's like, is it Lannister? I heard him say Lannister. And Gendry's like, yo, the Kingslayer? Like, Kingslayer? And then a thrown stone hits the captive's cheek, turning his head. And Arya is able to recognize him as the hound and thinks that the gods 
have answered right. her prayers. Put after one of her all. named in the cage. Just Micah like the Butcher's saying. Boy, yo. Yeah. This has been the one of the longest mm-hmm. names on her list. The, I think the first on her list. Right. Technically. And once she, I mean, I think her list started with like, like three Joffrey names. And Cersei yeah, yeah, and the, and the Hound, and so yeah, one of the original. She. And that's that's the end yeah, of Arya, yo. It, I guess we should know Martin didn't ever actually say it's the Hound. No, right. Either. Yeah, it ends in some ambiguity, but. Yeah. Uh, as you said, we know. Fucking sweet we chapter. Know yeah. So any final really thoughts good. on it quick before we go to the small council? Uh, you know, it's, no? it cool. was cool. Yeah. Oh, we're pretty sick there. So we will close this out and convene our small council. We'll be back. Welcome to the small council where we are going to give our wonderful inductees. Uh, shout out to the fucking hound for just getting shit thrown at him and just not giving a fuck. What fuck does he have to give at this point? Uh, well, that's point? what I mean, just being so resigned to it. I'm like, fuck these stupid motherfuckers. So that's Zach's inductee. We will... No, I'm just kidding. Who's no, that, uh, I mean, yeah, sure, the hound, yeah, for that. Uh, he doesn't... Just his wrists are tied. Like, I feel like that's not really enough for the hound if you really are trying to get the hound. So I'm surprised that he's so submissive, but, like, it's an interesting, you know, just, yeah, he's yeah. just kind of resigned to his fate. He got this far from Which the Blackwater. Which is interesting to see here as he's going to be coming into the... And then taking a much more active role here, yeah, right. in the next coming Arya chapters. Yeah, he'll have a... It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's the it's, beginning it's of the cool Arya Hound chapters. And it's sort of almost like you could view it as the after effects of Sansa, where, like, this was the residual of his conversation with Sansa and probably the drunken stupor that he's been in for the last fucking week and a half as right. he's been fleeing. And so, like, now the hound is going to start leaking back because he's back among the fucking savages, right. these brutal Northmen. And, and he fits right in. Right, and so I almost see it as, like, that was Sansa's influence riding into town yeah, where he's just kind of taking it on, literally taking it on the cheek and turning the other cheek. Then Arya is going to get involved. And, and then Arya gets involved, and it's more that vengeance. And not just Arya, but the, North, the, the lay of the land, the, the war around him. Yeah. He's got to lean He's not in the into... castle behind these walls protecting. Right. He's not on guard duty in that capacity anymore. So unintentional to the hound, but yeah, the hound. Sweet. Uh, I'm giving mine to Lem Lemon Cloak because, A, he's already a member of the Brotherhood, and it's cool to start inducting them now that we are actually yeah. spending time with them. Also, if he's actually Richard Lawnmouth and he he's no, it's a deep played this for long sure. con and can pull that off and then, yeah, just end up putting John Snow back up on the throne, whether that's actually what happens or not. For sure. But, like, just that, that, that thought that, that he could be... Far-reaching goals are always neat to see. He could absolutely be a pivotal character yet in this, and the way that he seems to be evolving with where he's going to get, he's going to, again, don the Hound's persona. He's going to take that helmet. I think it's... I don't know that it's been confirmed, but we're pretty sure it's confirmed I think that it's confirmed it. that it was um, Lem. And so... It's just neat to see that evolution of he's fairly passive. He he gets pretty fucked up here and there yeah. and, you know, has bones broken. Didn't Arya break a bone on him, his thumb or some shit like that? And that pissed his him nose. off. His nose, that yeah, was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go with him just in the, the sweet hopes that he's he's a badass Richard Lawnmouth that's playing a long game. So mm-hmm. that will be mine. Uh, we did get an emailed in right in from the lovely Karen. Let me... Pull up this email here. Yep. And so, Karen, there it is. Here we go. 
She did mention uh, the the Nymeria dream sequence, which was cool, and then she also brought up the three criminals she let out in the the in the fire. wagon, the fire. Yeah. Yep. But her inductee goes to John Con. Her, hey. uh, she says, our first, I think, introduction to this poor lovesick fool. Happy Pride, as we are all fairly certain. I think it's confirmed that he. He loved Mr. Rhaegar Targaryen. Yes, he did. <laughs> of course he of did. Of course he did. And that's a lovely romance that oh, we are very yeah, upset no. with. John Con breaks my heart, man. Yeah, he's, he's a lovely, lovely yes, guy. Yes, he was all about Rhaegar. And who the fuck isn't? Like, uh, don't even. Sorry, I raised my hand. But. If you had this beautiful man strolling down through the city playing his harp, I don't care if you're heterosexual. Ah, uh, it's... Mm. Uh-uh. This man, He's got a voice like an angel. If he comes out singing like, like a baby I angel. read in a book that I need to leave my wife and fuck you instead. <laughs> Goodbye, right, old wife. Right. And then all coming of a sudden, at like, it all factual <laughs> and not at all fucking like the fairy tale that I want it to be, then get out of my face. Gotcha, gotcha. Also, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Kristen, who... Is now on a storm of swords. Yeah, so it's been um, one week since you looked at me. <laughs> nice, bitch. nice, dude. Got you yes. back. She writes in and she apologizes for the length of her <clears throat> her write-ins. And sorry, I had to clear my throat without being loud and obnoxious. She apologizes for it, but damn it, she brings up such great stuff. And like, don't ever apologize for writing us stupid long fucking write-outs about this stuff, because that's what we do this for, is to get that shit from you guys. So, like... Distract us from real life. Give it to us! Okay, alright. Alright. That's a Patreon subscriber thing. Um, Yeah, uh, and we're super pumped that you're on Storm now, because you seem to be flying right through, and uh, your thoughts on Catelyn and Jamie were great. Uh, you said that you didn't really enjoy the Catelyn chapters as much, which I understand not many people do. Uh, <laughs> I, and I would think Nate agrees now nope. that the uh, him having two young, two young kiddos has sort of given a different perspective. We are certainly a little... More yeah, I guess that makes sense. Accepting of the young children, whereas before, like, yeah, I still only like my kids. Well, right, that it's it's still really only Nate's kids that are acceptable. And even they me. push my and right, yeah. even that. But that's like, just because they're my kids. My stupid so. friends are having stupid children. Um, so yeah, if you would like to write in like that. Kristen does, you can send us an email without manners brotherhood at gmail dot com. We have our Facebook group. People post on there sometimes. We also post on there sometimes. Facebook dot com slash brotherhood podcast. There's a private private Facebook group for people who join us on Patreon where we also release some bonus episodes as often as we're able to get them out. Currently, we're working on re-recording the second part of our Dunkin' Egg series, which will be three parts for the first section, the first first short story there. Yeah, we think so, yeah. Um, so that's so going to be pretty cool. part two will be out soon. Soon, soon, soon. Next we're reading... Patreon, though, oh, is yeah. patreon.com slash without manners. And I'm on Twitter at manners without. Zach's over there at carstark92. We have an Instagram, I think, probably. And leave us reviews. Apple Podcasts, Search Brotherhood Without Manners, Spotify. I don't think you can leave reviews, but you can go and fucking check us out over there. Subscribe over there. That's cool. Yeah. Google Podcasts. Leave us reviews wherever you can. Uh, ratethispodcast.com slash brotherhood will get you to this place that's like quick, easy link for whatever platform you prefer to use. And so just do that, yo, and it'll, we will love you forever. 
Zach, next episode we are recording John 4? Four? 4, yeah. Johnny 4. There is a, it's a very short chapter. John's going up the wall quick. And uh, it's, yeah, it may get attached to Jamie uh, the following, depending on, we got to feel it out. Um, because I believe we did not, we haven't recorded, we didn't lose John. We haven't we recorded. Were set John. up to yeah, record we John, to... and that was when the catastrophic failure yeah, happened. And then we had to so we should be good for there. Uh, we were questioning. We were had originally intended on attaching John to this episode with the ones we originally recorded, and then that all fell apart. So it may yeah, get jumped on what onto we, what Jamie, happens. but uh, it may just be a short one. It depends. We may get wordy, and it could be a regular length. Who right. knows? But we'll see when that happens. We. Also have, we teased it back when we started this book, still plan on getting guests. We have guests that are expected um, on a few upcoming chapters, so I'll be still working on coordinating with them and getting that out as well, because we always love having people join us over here to speak on these characters. Tight, tight, tight. We've rambled our asses off enough. I think that's about it. Do we have anything else? No. Catch us on John 4. Valor to Harris. Peace.